The views expressed in this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of 94.9 CHRW. I mean, you're talking to the sales manager here. I mean, what do you want? Watches, jewelry, a side of beef fully dressed? <laughs> I can fix anything. You want to meet Bert Convy in person? I mean, they don't call me Mr. Kickback for nothing. Howdy, I'm Andy Travis, the uh, new program director. But kickbacks are wrong. <laughs> Herb Charlick, uh, sorry, I got a meeting. We'll talk later. If you last that long. <laughs> nice fellow. One of the best. Would you like to see the big guy? The big guy. The skipper, the chief, the head honcho, the jerk who runs this place. <laughs> yes, yes, would. Mr. Carlson, Mr. Travis is here to see you. Travis. I didn't know he claims to be the new program director. <laughs> I'm from Santa Fe, New Mexico. You know, I never really met the big guy before. He hired me on the phone. Well, then you have nothing to worry about. Really? Yes, he's still here. <laughs> Good morning, Jennifer. Hi, Les. Uh, Les, this is Andy Travis, our new program director. Well, howdy. So you're Travis. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Les is in charge of news, weather, sports. The last program director lasted 30 minutes before the big guy fired him. Uh, traffic and what else, Les? Award-winning farm reports. <laughs> so watch your step, mister. <laughs> well, Les is a great guy, too. Of course, he's no herb, but he's still one of the best. <laughs> At least he's not always pawing and mauling you, constantly on the make, dying for some steamy one-night stand of unbridled passion in some out-of-the-way hotel room. You know what I mean? I sure do. You're not like that, are you? Who, me? Oh, no, heck no. How come? I don't know. Good morning, London. It's Thursday, October 29, 2009. I'm Bob Metz. I'm Robert Vaughn. And this is Just Right on CHRW 94.9 FM. Where we will be with you from now till noon. No, not right wing. Just right. Fade into color, color into black and white. Under the bedclothes, everything will be alright. Good morning and welcome to the show today, where I guess today's theme is alternative radio programming. And now for something completely different, as Monty Python would say. What's in it for you, and why should you be calling 519-661-3600 to make a donation to CHRW? A volunteer donation, where 100% of your donation will go towards the purchase of new equipment and upgrades to CHRW radio. I get nothing. Robert gets nothing. Other volunteers, we get nothing out of this money. We only get to use the equipment that it will buy. So every cent of your donation goes to this very specific goal of acquiring new technology to improve and expand CHRW's listener base. This FM station not only operates on AC current, it is radio's alternate current. Different from what, you may ask? Alternate from what? Well, from all of the other radio media. Bearing in mind that if it were not for the fact that they don't do what they do, well, we wouldn't be an alternative now, would we, Robert? <laughs> Stands to reason, Bob. You know? <laughs> or at least that's what you might think, because that's only part of the picture. CHRW, believe it or not, is an alternative unto itself, offering programming of such diverse and even opposing viewpoints and tastes in music that sometimes you might think it's a different radio station, depending on when you tune in. 
So this is FM radio on an alternate current of programming and listening taste, and certainly this show fits into that. And so, you know, if you're still with me, um, you know, no, it's got nothing to do with that alt button on your computer, but it certainly does have to do with computers because that's part of the CHRWC now where, of course, you can visit chrwradio.com and even check out how to give to the station there, and you can do it through PayPal. And uh, But here's the key of what you need to know. No matter how much the internet and other methods of distri- distributing a show like this and others on, on CHRW, like CHRW rather, this is the original source of the original programming, wherever or whenever you might be hearing this show or seeing it, as in the case of YouTube. We've got cameras running here in the studio, and on those cameras today, we've got a couple of guests with us joining us in the station today. One of them, Alex Jarowski, 94.9 CHRW Music Promotions Director. Good morning, Alex. How are you? Good morning, Bob and Rob. Thanks for having me on the show. First time for anything, isn't there? <laughs> I bet you we're going to get more of a chance to talk to you guys today than I have in all the three years <laughs> that I've been coming to the station. Of course, our other guest is Michael Brown, CHRW Program Director. How are you, Michael? I'm good. Thanks for having me. And joining us also, not in the studio, but of course in the operating room, is Bronwyn Loden, who will be answering the phones if you call to make a contribution. Hello, Bronwyn. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. I'm good. How are you? You, you waiting for those phone calls? Yes. Yes, I am with bated breath. So, tell us about this year's drive. Who wants to start? Michael? Well, I'll start, sure. sure. Yeah. Um, this is uh, this is a big part of our fundraising. We do uh, a heavy week of all the listeners, or sorry, all the uh, announcers are asking for donations. We're also uh, partnered with events that are already happening, and uh, and people are taking donation sheets out into the community and, and uh, sort of uh, uh, hitting up their peers and their coworkers and their friends for donations. Uh, it's, a, it's a big chunk of the, uh, the fundraising effort that we do concentrating on this week. Now, I understand this year's goal is 6000 bucks. That's correct, yes. You know, I did some math for you. You know, if only six listeners with 1000 bucks each give money, we've hit our goal, <laughs> and we can start working on next year's goals it's, already. That's right. Or 12 listeners with $500 donations, or 24 with 250 or 60 with 100 120 only given 50 bucks. 240 listeners given $25, or 600 listeners given $10. You get the general idea. I did the math. It's that simple. Now, it really gets messed up, of course, when one person gives 500 and another guy gives 5 bucks, and another guy gives you another odd amount, which you can do in any amount. It's always valued and appreciated, even though it screws up with my symmetrical arithmetic arrangements here. <laughs> We've got a spreadsheet to work it out. So. Oh, good. Well, this is live radio, of course, and uh, there are no take twos. What you hear is what you get on the first take. And, you know, with that, I think live radio is as much an event as it can be entertainment, information, or even programming. And uh, this show, which is just a tiny part of CHRW's 365-day-a-year, 24-hour-a-day programming, can you believe that, is basically about a view of life that is based on freedom, which is one of those very rare subjects, I think, which is not in anyone's particular interest, but truly in the interests of all. And one of the explicit objectives that I read in uh, CHRW's policy manual is to maintain a commitment to being on the leading edge of social and political issues ignored by other area media. I think uh, from what some of you have been telling us, our listeners, you certainly do see this show just right as fulfilling that specific function. You've told us that you value what we've been offering, so here's your opportunity to pledge a few dollars toward the very show and station that you value. No matter where in the world or when in the world you're hearing the show, you can always pick up that phone and dial 519-661-3600 or visit the site to make a pledge directly to CHRW's radio drive to obtain new equipment for the station already in process 
is the station's on-air studio refit and transmitter replacement. One of this year's goals is to expand the station's mobile remote equipment, allowing CHRW to broadcast FM quality or better signals from anywhere in London. And I know personally, I get to use my flash drives now instead of having to burn a CD every <laughs> week to do the clips for the show. So that's saving me a bit of money right there right? and making the show that much more efficient. Now, if you're relatively new to this show, or you, or even if you've been a long-time listener and still can't figure out what the heck this show is about, look, here's the deal. Every Thursday from 11 a.m. to noon, Robert Vaughn and I embark on what we call a journey in the right direction. And we talk about philosophy, politics, TV, movie entertainment, comedy, drama, current events, ancient events, science, technology, history, economics, world affairs, local affairs, and a few subjects I can't even categorize. And frequent guests, of course, whom we might get a chance to talk about later in the show, but you can count on this. It's just right. And it's right here, 11 a.m., each and every Thursday on CHRW 94.9 FM, the station that is just right if you're looking for something really different in radio programming. Just my humble opinion, so call 519-661-3600 and make a pledge. I understand if you donate $10 or more, you'll receive a CHRW Friends card, a card with a unique membership number which will be used for online draws throughout the year, and there are other benefits that come with that card as well. Any of them you know about, Michael? Uh, so far, the, uh, we're going to be concentrating on the, on the online draws with this card. It'll be sort of uh, exclusive content that uh, a person who's a friend of CHRW will have access to. We're going to be expanding that in the future to include uh, discounts on local business uh, uh, exclusive events for, for cardholders, that kind of stuff. Now, we're going to be getting into some specifics a little later on. Uh, we're going to be talking about music with Alex uh, just in, in a couple of minutes, and we'll talk about the history of the station and, and the CRTC and some of the things uh, that the station is subject to, because it is in the rel regular realm of uh, radio, as sure. are all the, all the so-called corporate broadcasters. And uh, near the end of the show, we'll wrap up talking about some of the future things we're planning to do um, with this show itself, uh, with Just Right, I know Robert's got some plans he wants to bring to our attention, right, Robert? Oh, yeah. Later on in the show, I'll be um, letting our listeners know about some of the plans for this uh, show, some of the upcoming topics, uh, some of our website changes, a lot of video changes, and uh, actually it looks pretty exciting. Okay, well, uh, anything else in the intro section that anybody wants to say before we get down to specifics? One little quick thing. Sure. Uh, uh, we are concentrating our fundraising efforts on this week, but yep. it's important to note that people can donate to the radio station anytime they like uh, via our website or, or just by dropping in or calling the radio station. We really hit it hard th during this week, but we're available for donations 365. Yeah, people should also realize, of course, that uh, where the funding for the station usually comes from. Do you want to explain that, Michael? Sure, yeah, of course. Uh, there is a, a levy that is uh, on the uh, student fees for all of the undergrad students here at the University of Western Ontario. So a small portion of their student fees, it's 12, 12 in that range, 12, 16, um, goes to support the radio station. So uh, that's been that's been voted upon and and uh, put through referendums and stuff like that. And so so the students support that that way. So during this week, we we uh, we sort of target the community a little bit more than than the students because they're already supporting the radio station through their fees. So this the station is not owned by UWO. No, mm -hmm. it is owned by the students' council. That's correct. And um, so if you're donating to the station, you're not only helping the station, you're helping the students. It's true. <laughs> Definitely. Now, of course, we're located at the University of Western Ontario. Right. So obviously, um, 
there has to be some other kind of arrangement with with the university. Is that um, arm's length kind of a deal? It, or, it's or very arm's length. Yeah. It's it's legs length. In fact, <laughs> um, we're owned and operated by the, the students' council, as as Robert mentioned. Uh, uh, the students' council uh, basically runs all the operations in this building, which is the university community center. Uh, we're one of those services, like uh, the copy center would be, like the Gazette would be, like the restaurants, uh, the convenience store would be. Those kinds of things. We're we're one of a number of services that are offered to students. Excellent. Um, well, let's take a quick break, and we'll get back. We'll talk some specifics. Uh, next thing we'll talk about is music, what the station does on, on music, because, of course, that's one of its major uh, things it's known for. I know that when I'm switching around out there, I click around when I'm going down the highway. You know what station I end up a lot on when I'm looking for something different? Easy 101. <laughs> not me. It's this station, believe it or not, and I'm always shocked. Too. I'm going, oh, my God, that's the station I'm on. Uh, when do they play this stuff? You know, it's really amazing. Anyways, we're going to take a quick break for a nice smile and one way back are on our way back and when we come back we'll be talking about local music how CHRW supports the community in that regard turn that rubbish off people like that should be drummed off the media what score drummed off the media that man shouldn't be cluttered up the wave bands when there are vital issues to be aired well he's only an ordinary bloke wouldn't he sir oh pardon my holistic error excuse me while i nip down my well of personal experience and revitalize myself in the stream of common consciousness ah ah yes that's better oh yes i see it yin yang action and reaction that bloke's drivel was as a counterbalance for my own clarity of thought when i said turn that rubbish off you always like this sir why should I be categorised as being like this merely because I'm telling it like it is? Look, mate, I don't know what you're on about, but I'm here to sell radios. My poor fellow, does that summarise your lot? I am a seller of radios, period. I would like to take issue with you on your limited vision of yourself. Now, my good fellow, what are you doing here? Selling radios. No, no, what are you doing here on this earth? What is your prime function? Sell more radios. That, at least, would be ambition. No, try again. My meaning eludes you. You sell radios, right? Yes. Now, what do radios do? Play music? Yes, and? News bulletins? Mm, and? Well, that's entertainment, isn't it? Is it? We let that pass. Now, we had reached a point where your description of a radio's function encompassed music, news, and, for the nonce, in parenthesis, entertainment. Are you from an ohm of some kind? An ohm? An ohm? I see. Now you postulate my voluntary commitment to some asylum or psychiatric outpatients, possibly. Far from it, young man. What I am driving at are bigger issues. Radios are for communications. Well, I suppose so, yeah. Well supposed, at last. Now, young man, do you not see? Is that not clear now? Your life is not fettered to the humdrum of this counter. You should conceive your life as that of a bringer of tidings, a purveyor of communications, the very fabric of our human soul. You could, if you chose with reason, liken yourself to Hermes himself, the patron of merchants and messengers. Yes, young man, a veritable Greek god. I sell radios indeed. You mock your now, suddenly, doesn't everything, a purpose, become clearer to you? Oh, yes, sir. It does, as a matter of fact, yes. It's 
or controversial Just that the in words are awfully strong You can't say on the radio Or, or, or You can't even say I'd like to you someday Unless you're a doctor with a very large So I bet you they won't play this song on the radio I bet you they dare well program it I bet you they're program directors who think it's a load of horse and welcome back we're 519-661-3600 is the number you can call if you want to make a donation to the station or visit chrwradio.com you can even make a donation using paypal robert and i are joined in the studio today by michael brown and alex jarowski uh both who are uh, basically full-time folks working here isn't that right mm-hmm. yes um uh, Alex, um, this is your section. I know you're looking after mostly uh, the music end of things. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure how everybody divides um, all of their duties and things because, you know, as a volunteer, when I come in here, sometimes it seems like I'm the only person here. <laughs> you know, like you're in radio, you know, you come in and you see an operator. I've even come in the odd time, like at seven in the morning or early when I had to pick up something, and you'd think that the place was a ghost town, really. Sure. But really, the station is huge. And you've got hundreds of volunteers to juggle and things like that. And so how does that fit into the whole music scene, Alex? And with, um, you know, you must have a lot of volunteers to juggle in that yeah. department. Um, the music department has really grown since I started. Um, we started with a couple of volunteers here and there, and now it's uh, grown to, you know, I've got probably about 12 to 15 people who come in regularly throughout the uh, throughout the week, uh, who come in and actually do stuff for us, for, my, for me in the music department. Um, how, it, how we work kind of all together is, is really nice because it's all kind of interconnected. Uh, you know, you need music for the promos, the DJs need to know about the music inside the on-air studio if you guys ever need 30 seconds of a track um, you know to underlay underneath something uh, you can always come to me and ask me for that kind of stuff uh, you know the DJs are always looking for new music which is one of the things that we push here uh, new and Canadian content and you were mentioning local content uh, you know we try to get the DJs to play one local band per hour which is uh, quite a lot compared to local content play no, on no, any well, other radio station when you say local do you mean London. Canadian like, like, like what the CRTC would mean or do you you mean, you mean London? I mean London. You mean real local? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So we try, you know, we try and enforce that as best we can. And we don't say, it doesn't have to be new local content as long as it's, you know, from London. They were based in London at one point in their lives and, and have a little green sticker. We have a coding system here so people can identify what's Canadian, what's local, what's electronica, what's blues, what's world, that kind of stuff uh, on our coding system. Now, do the volunteers, um, is there already a, how do, I, how do I put this, a pre pre um, Fab playlist of any sort, or do the volunteers choose their own playlists? A hundred percent get to choose their own playlist. Oh, they have the same freedom I do. Then you got it. I, I, I do my own playlist. There you go. <laughs> Did you guys know that? <laughs> and and being the music the music illiterate I am in terms of maybe the current scene of what's hot and not. Um, what is hot now? Like, what, what, what's, what's big in music these days? Um, believe it or not, there's a lot of the, the whole sampling process of old music, um, of sampling of old, cool, roots reggae beats, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, that's slowly making, not slowly actually, it's pretty much in the forefront of, of making its way back into, in a lot of rap and hip-hop, um, borrowing old jazz samples, borrowing old reggae samples, borrowing old, even East Indian samples, you know. I know Madlib, he's a uh, hip-hop 
producer and and uh, his one whole album was dedicated to using old Indian records and sampling those those cool sounds that are you know a little bit of that low fineness and then throwing over a rap on top which is which is kind of interesting and really cool I enjoy uh, I, I think, enjoy the throwback I, I actually think I know what you're talking about there isn't that similar <laughs> to what, what's that kind of music Bhangra Bhangra yeah. uh, I like that stuff yeah. sure. it can be a lot of fun it's a great it, sense of life to that stuff. there sure is and I you know I find myself I'm, I'm probably a quote unquote alternate kind of guy anyway in the sense of I like different stuff and I find uh, uh, even when I'm cruising around on the car looking for stations uh, I might even find myself on a foreign language station mm-hmm. and uh, then discover it's CHRW <laughs> you know because they're playing something different sure, you know? yeah. and I don't care that I don't understand the words to exactly. all the songs you know some of them are just great you music know? is universal it, 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 it is the universal language um, I noticed you mentioned um, Oh, what was it? Roots, Roots Reggae, which is something... Well, I, I loved Roots Reggae. Mm-hmm. I was a real Bob Marley freak when Bob Marley came out and um, was saddened by his death, his early death, because I thought he had a form of music. I always thought thought of Bob Marley and the Whalers sort of as uh, the Beatles of reggae, in sure. a sense. Oh, yeah. you know? um, certainly very intelligent music, if you read the words and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, isn't... Th- that whole trend, though, of sampling music is... Some people I've heard, they, they criticize that as being not too creative because you're borrowing on old stuff, which basically is what you do, even in almost any exactly. sort of field. Hmm. Yep. But in music, I guess it's it's frowned upon a bit, or is it not? Is that an accepted thing now? I remember, were, were there even copyright issues at one time because, you know, to sample stuff? There was some battling, I remember, with uh, David Axelrod, who is a big jazz musician from back in the day, and I know that Snoop Dogg was borrowing a lot of his um, samples and things like that um, in some of his music. So that was really brought to the forefront because as a jazz musician uh, back in the day he wasn't getting a lot of money um, and then for him it wasn't really fair that his music was being used and he wasn't making a penny off of it mm. um, so I'm not sure exactly how that panned out to to work out in terms of um, the, the regulations and all that kind of stuff of sampling I know that's something that they're focusing on right now to kind of um, pinpoint what exactly it is and how much you use of each song before there's, you know, the royalties and stuff involved. Um, turntablism is one thing that they're looking at. I know the NCRAs, which is the Na- National Campus Community Radio Association that we're a part of, are really looking into turntablism. Um, in turntablism? Terms- yeah. Mm. Turntableism? That's an ism I haven't come across before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, the drill there with, with turntablism is you have you have an artist, a, a DJ, mm-hmm. who's, who's uh, playing records, uh, scratching them, playing them backwards, yep. uh, cutting them back and forth, uh, taking... Uh, something that's original first and then changing it in such a way that it's it's a completely a new work mm-hmm. really uh, really and so so i mean it's in a lot of cases completely undistinguishable from uh from the the first work like no. it's uh, use a beat or a horn section or something here right acapella acapella something mm-hmm. like that uh so the argument is that if that artist is canadian uh and he's he that he or she is producing that that music in canada then that should be considered Canadian, despite the fact that the source music may not be Canadian. They're they're wrangling with that right now at the CRTC level. Is that term uh, turntablism just a phrase, or is it? Did they literally use a turntable, or are they doing this electronically, digitally? They or? really use a turntable. They yeah. use turntables. Yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. I understand vinyls making a comeback. Is that one of the yeah. reasons? <laughs> N- well, <laughs> or the, is it even? It is. Oh, it definitely. It is. definitely yeah. is. I know um, Speed City Records. He doesn't sell CDs mm-hmm. anymore. 
You know, he strictly goes all vinyl um, and makes way more money than he ever did um, mm-hmm. CDs-wise. No I don't know how much is a lot of money. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's not, you know, billions of dollars, but he's making it and he's finding it more profitable to uh, to sell um, vinyl over CDs. Well, one and of so- the things we lost with vinyl when that left was <clears throat> all the liner notes and all mm-hmm. the jackets. Sure, just yeah. can't fit that kind of stuff the art. onto a CD sleeve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and, true. And, and even further with, with the digital download. I mean, I yeah, mean you, you can look at the yeah. art on the screen, but it's not the same as holding that in your hand, obviously, right? Uh, I don't think vinyl ever truly went away mm-hmm. fully. I've still got all my records. Yeah, me too. Keep them. Sitting there and yeah. I, I had my uh, turntable refurbished and everything. Uh, do you still have turntables here at the station? We sure do. do. And um, they're still used? And all the time. A lot of our, like you were mentioning, a lot of our Roots Reggae DJs um, always, they use that, our hip-hop DJs, um, uh, some of our electronica DJs, you know, they have their whole entire setup, like Final Scratch or whatever, which is used through the computer. Um, they set up their own laptop, but then they use the two turntables and have special records. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how it works with the special records. Well, they're encoded digitally, so so what happens is uh, these I, I fully don't get it either, but mm-hmm. it's it's uh, a little bit of voodoo for me. Uh, the guy actually does the show before my show on Fridays, uh, sets up this thing where he's got his laptop, and he plays these digitally encoded records, which talk to the music that he has stored on his computer as, as MP3s, and he can do all the stuff that he would do with records um, because he's got these digital digital uh, turntable things going on. On the on the actual, it's it's very strange. He's got the actual turntable, so the sort of the the analog ones with digital records on them, which is then wired into his laptop, and he can manipulate all the songs that he's got on his laptop like he was playing actual records through so vinyl. Maybe, maybe during this fundraising week, we can actually ask for money to buy some old equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine. And re- yeah. Regarding that, though, don't forget to call in with your donations at five one nine six six one thirty six hundred or online at chrwradio.com through PayPal. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, how how much of a percentage of um, the station is dedicated to music? This is this is considered talk radio, what mm-hmm. we're doing right. now. Is there a specific percentage? Is that regulated? Is that a thing that the, the, the station chooses? How does that work? It is regulated. There's a, a CRTC mandate that we have to have 25% of our programming be spoken word. Um, we can have more than that if we like, uh, but uh, 25 is is our is our minimum, which we which we achieve through shows like this, uh, talk shows at 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. Uh, we do a lot of sports broadcasting. We're going to be starting newscasts, that kind of stuff. Now, Excellent. is that because of your own definition of this radio station? For example, if, a, if, if you set up station and call it Top 40, they have different regulations, mm-hmm. I would imagine, than it's a true. news talk sports station or a university station. That's so. right, yeah. Uh, w- legally, we're known as a campus community radio station, uh-huh. so different set of rules uh, compared to uh, uh, a commercial station. And one of those one of those uh, rules, a lot of those rules, actually, were set up to protect commercial stations against... against uh, uh, infiltrating campus stations. Uh, campus stations, when they first started out, were extremely popular, especially with kids, and uh, so there was rules set up to to make sure that commercial stations continue to to make money in this environment with a new station that, that didn't have that, those kind of regulations. So one of the things is uh, we have to play a certain percentage of talk, we have to have to play a certain percentage of music that is outside the uh, the realm of, like, uh, pop music, so your, your rock, your hip-hop, your dance, your electronic, a certain percentage of our programming has to be outside that, so that would include your jazz, your folk, your blues music, these kinds of things, sort of sort of smaller genres. And how about the multicultural aspect of CHRW, which is really big? It's giant, mm-hmm. yeah. There's there's a percentage there as well. We far exceed the, uh, what, what our quotas are there. And uh, that's, like you said, that's a, that's a giant part of our programming and, and a, a very unique way that the radio station can, can reach out to a community that may not be served otherwise. Uh, I, I was thinking too, okay, so if, if you've got 25% <coughs> more or less dedicated to spoken words, that would mean 75% for music, mm. right? Now, um, 
And since some of it's sort of chosen in the genre, do you have to look? Are you looking for volunteers? Is it hard to find volunteers, or are, is at that this time not of year, it's, it's not. It's it's mm-hmm. we're we're overflooded right yeah. now. Uh, the 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 busy time for us is sort of calling all those volunteers, figuring out what people want to do, getting them trained on the different aspects, that kind of stuff. Which is another thing that we offer is is that sort of training mm-hmm. program. Um, I, I, a certain number will drop off. They realize that wow, there's a commitment to this, and they can't just play all the hits all the time. Or they actually realize that they're here for school. And and that's going to be busy for them. So <laughs> yeah. a certain percentage well, yeah, drop off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we we uh, we're into some some serious hardcore volunteers now that that have gone through a certain measure of training. They're starting to do shows. They're starting to do stuff with with Alex's department or Bronwyn's department or our production department. So they're they're contributing uh, on their own now. Now, one, one thing I found about a lot of the volunteers that I met around the station as I met them. Um, my initial assumption when I came here was that they were all perhaps involved in some sort of radio television course or something like oh, that, okay. and I found out that was not the case. Mm-hmm. Sure. Some of them are adults uh, just from their jobs coming in off the street and doing that kind of thing. Um, some are students here at, at the university but aren't specifically involved in, in that field. Is, is there... Does uh, Western have a major radio TV kind of course? Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of. They have a they have a program called uh, MIT, which is uh, Media in Information and Technoculture, mm-hmm. which focuses on on media in general as well as new media and uh, and blogs, those kinds of things. Um, as well as they have a, a Masters of Journalism program. We get a lot of volunteers from from that program. And uh, the MIT is actually branched off into MTP. Um, I don't remember the acronym, but it's yeah. it's paired with Fanshawe. Uh, so they get the theory here and then the practical at Fanshawe. We get a lot of those folks volunteering with us as well. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. You guys might not know this, but uh, back in the 70s, I actually went into the radio television course at Fanshawe. Oh, okay. For about a year. And then uh, <laughs> there was a story behind that, and that was when I discovered the CRTC, which I understand we'll be talking about after the next break, which, by the way, we are at the bottom of the wow. hour already. Can you believe it? Wow, that blazes, eh? Yeah, and we'll have to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be talking about the history of the station, quotas, rules, the CRTC, and uh, some of the things that Michael does around here more in his specific area. Of course, we the, the topic's going to remain general. And as always, we want to remind you, 519-661-3600 is the number to call. You'll be talking to Bronwyn. She'll be happy to take your pledge to the station. And right now, we'll be taking a break, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Here, Travis? Yeah, that's right. Oh. I'm Johnny Caravella. I'm also known as Johnny Midnight, Johnny Cool, Johnny Duke, Johnny Style, and Johnny Sunshine. <laughs> you can call me Johnny, okay? <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you, Johnny. Mind if I sit down? <laughs> no, please. I'm the morning man. I uh, just got off the air. Got insomnia, you know. <laughs> Can't go to sleep before three. I got to get up about five. Get in here. Be on the air by six. This coffee keeps me sharp as a tack. You mind if I lie down? Go right here. Sunshine, haven't I heard of you? You're not a cop, are you? Number 34, TV4 or not TV4? Hello. Should there be another television channel or should there not? On tonight's programme, the Minister for Broadcasting, the Right Honourable Mr Ian Throat MP... Good evening. 
The programme controller for Amalgamated Money TV, Sir Abe Sappenheim. Good evening. The shadow spokesman for television, Lord Kinwoody. Hello. And a television critic, Mr Patrick Loon. Hello. Gentlemen, should there be a fourth television channel or not? Sir Abe. Yes. Ian. No. Patrick. Yes. Francis. No. Well, there you have it. To say will, to say won't. We'll be back again next week, and next week's great debate will be about government interference in broadcasting and will be cancelled mysteriously. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we won't be cancelled mysteriously because, well, you'll know if we're not here next week. Welcome back. You're listening to Just Right on CHRW 94.9 FM, where 519-661-3600 is a number to call to make a contribution to the station if you like the programming that you are hearing. Michael, oh, and I'm, of course I'm joined in the studio by Michael Brown, CHRW Program Director, and Alex Jarowski, 94.9 CHRW Music and Promotions Director. Michael, i got to imagine that uh, running a station with as many volunteers as this runs 365 days, 24 hours a day, right? Yes. Um, it's got to be a bit like... Um, juggling to put out the fires all the time isn't it in a bit because i've seen some of your memos that come down and you're, you know you're looking for fill-ins and it's got to be uh i mean it's got to be edge you know on the edge kind of thing you never know what to expect when you come in here there is a certain measure of that i mean uh, uh i came from commercial radio and and i would would never go back i will say that right out the front i mean i, I love this kind of media and I, I love training people and talking about radio and i love sort of the the uh the connection to the community that we have um that said part of the drill is is working with volunteers and and there's a lot of them so um volunteers are, are a different breed than than a paid employee uh, they have different priorities and so on but uh they're here because they want to be they're here because because they they care deeply about the music they present or the talk show they present so um i think i give a little bit of slack to the volunteers because of their dedication that said there's a there's a lot of scheduling in the air and and oh, yeah. uh, uh students suddenly get busy all of a sudden or uh people uh, lately have been getting sick uh, you might have heard about this flu thing that's going I've around i've heard some about something it. about that <laughs> actually you know that happened to me i think i got the h1n1 back a few months ago and sure enough the first time i ever missed a show you were gone that week. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> you yeah. were on holiday. Sure. And, uh, and I think Bronwyn just started that week. I said, what a great way to introduce myself <laughs> to the new boss, right? right. Not show up. <laughs> you were an influenza pioneer, perhaps. Yes, and I think I'm immune, so I'm not getting the shot. I hope I'm immune anyway, because <laughs> so. I'm in that age group where it doesn't affect so much. But you, you made an interesting point. What, what is it you find that you like more about this type of radio than... I, I didn't realize you'd come from the, the commercial end of things, too. Mm. What, what is it you would say that is more preferable? Here. Well, I mean, you, you made the point of freedom, and that's a point that you make on the show quite often. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's the big one. Uh, when I got into radio initially, my my vision was that I would be playing the music that I wanted and talking about the things that I wanted to and, and being involved with the events and the community that I wanted to. Uh, that's really not the case at, at a commercial radio station. Uh, everything is driven by advertising, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, not necessarily that it's a bad model, but no. it just it just wasn't the thing for me. Um, not as creative as I wanted to be on the air. Uh, not as involved with the, uh, the music aspect as I wanted to be. And it just it became very kind of bland. Um, I worked at a bunch of different formats, and it just seemed they were they were dropping people in whether it was whether it was a rock format or a country format or or a, or a, a top forty format. It was just there was just shuffling the deck kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I uh, actually made the decision that I was probably going to leave radio several years ago, and then this opportunity came up to uh, to be the program director uh, in 1996. Came down in '96. I was here till 2002. Left. Uh, in 2002 to pursue other things and just came back um, slightly over a year ago now. So, um, yeah, obviously there's a big allure there for me. The uh, the volunteers are, are a big part of that. I, I, I love, as frustrating as, as it can be sometimes, dealing with all those different personalities and all those different schedules, I, I wouldn't trade it. I mean, it's uh, the people are what brought me back to this place. 
you know, I I remember when I first started, when I was asked to um, do the show, because of course I'd been coming in for quite a while uh, with Jim Chapman, who was here at the station for quite a while doing mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Left, Right and Center. And uh, when I first started doing the show myself, I got to admit, I was a bit overwhelmed uh, the first couple of times doing it myself because I had no idea how sure. much work was actually involved mm -hmm. in preparation. And I was at the point where after about three weeks, I said, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And then I got smart. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be organized about this. You can't just go, you know, and I had, then I worked out a schedule. I, of course, when you first start, you're doing all your pre you know, set up stuff, picking a, a tune to pick for your for your logo or whatever, sure, you know, and yeah. deciding on how. So there was a lot of extra work as with anything that when, when you just first started. Um, is that an experience shared by a lot of volunteers or, or do they come to you with, gee, I think this is this is tougher than I thought? Because it, it is. There's a lot of work involved here. Absolutely, definitely. Uh, I think the, the misconception is that they can just drop in, whether it's a talk show or a music show, and, and just present a, a, a don't well. Don't even go there. Don't even, right? I mean, I mean you may be an expert in a genre or... Or, yeah. or a topic uh, without organizing that thought and, and knowing what you're going to play and talk about next, there's no way you can pull off a good radio show. We always we always preach here, like, do some show prep. Come in and listen to some music. Listen to other radio shows. Uh, uh, do some research about the bands. There's there's a plethora of sources uh, with, with the internet. I mean, you, you can, any number of sources about looking up music and, and topics for talk shows for that matter. So to, to do a really good show, I mean, you're really putting in uh, double or triple the time that your actual show lasts. Like, I do a two and a half hour show. I'll prep for, you know, four or four and a half hours for that two and a half hour radio show, I know I know you guys are, are big into the prep, and and your your prep well, is exponentially longer than the show. In is. talk in talk radio, it's a, it's a bit different too because you've you've got to fill in that full hour. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting because I know I had no problem with the show coming in. I could actually do it the passive way when I came in on the Chapman show because mm -hmm. he was running the the agenda so to speak so right. I didn't even know what the subjects were until we got in huh. so it's not it's that kind of thing yeah. you know and so you get to be passive and if you suddenly become the lead in it you realize holy cow this is a different role and I discovered that simply pushing myself to talk for a solid hour was an effort I hadn't expected right it, it's not tiring in the way you think of being tired <sighs> not like that you know it's just mentally mm -hmm. you got to keep at it you don't want dead air time this isn't television uh, you know it's good looking as we all are <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you have to keep that have to keep the the airwaves going and also, too, so, I just think, I mean, if listeners are investing in our shows by, by listening or, or supporting us during fundraising or making a request or suggesting a topic for a talk show or whatever, they're engaged. We owe it to our listeners to be as, as dedicated to our shows as, as we can. Um, it's, it's way too easy to get information and talk now, uh, whether it's the Internet or, or, or whatever. Uh, I can go get any kind of music that I would like anytime. Um, so why do I listen to a radio show instead of instead of like downloading music or listening to a, um, uh, a radio stream that has no announcers? It's because all that extra stuff that the announcer brings. It's it's the 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 detail that they provide, the events they talk about, the 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 research that they've done, the information about those bands and, and the topics on a talk show that, that I didn't know that I want to that I want to well, have more detail about. You know, I actually looked up some just general information. I, I collect news clippings, of course, on various <laughs> subjects doing this show and that's another part of the job is clipping papers if you're doing talk <laughs> radio let me tell you and uh, you know it's amazing radio has been holding its own just as a genre you know against all the other media 
I, I was looking at this, I think this is out of um, the National Post, September 24th, near the end of the year. Um, television, of course, leads with radio right behind, and way behind is newspaper, magazines, and books in terms of proportion of time spent using mm-hmm. the top four traditional media. And right. that continues to be that way. Of course, the automobile has a lot to do with that. It's hard to read the, the newspaper or watch TV when you're driving <laughs> when you're the driving. car. That's right. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's part of that immediacy that Michael was talking about that people get, you know, when they're in the car, it's not the only place well, you can get it. It's not just the car, though. It looks, uh, you're at home and you're doing some housework or whatever. Or well, that's where I listen to most you, of my you radio. You can't read the paper, watch TV. The, the radio is a natural form of entertainment when you're busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. You talk about the immediacy. One of one of my my favorite examples of that was uh, when 2011 or, or sorry, 9/11 happened. Uh, 2011 hasn't happened yet, but uh, when 9/11 <laughs> happened, um, end of the world's uh, year after that. <laughs> that's right. Okay. <laughs> on the air that morning and and the news director at the time uh, Carlo Coscala came in and said um there's something going on. Uh, a plane just went into the World Trade Center, and we didn't have any other information at that point. And uh, so he kind of reported the news, and we went back to the show. Uh, a few minutes later, he came back and said, another plane just went into another World Trade, to- Trade Center tower. So obviously we know something is up. Um, Carlo flew into action and, and uh, started getting uh, reports from, from, uh, from people who had seen stuff. We downloaded a bunch of stuff off the Internet. Uh, being at a university, have all this access to experts in genre. We had, we had the person, the engineer who designed the wind tunnels that tested the World Trade Centers on the air about 50 minutes after these were happening. Uh, all day we, we, we pulled the music format and we went to an all-talk format uh, for, for that special broadcast. Um, we had we had experts on the air hours before they were on the CBC and, and certainly in newspapers and TV. Like, it was just, it was unbelievable how... Uh, we didn't plan for this event, obviously, oh. but it came together so fast. Volunteers jumped on and the news department jumped on and we had all this, this amazing, incredible information on the air. Like seconds, minutes after this event had happened, right? So um, that's something that no other media can 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 ascribe to, I think. No, you're, you're, you're almost live on the spot kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, geez, the time's running. There was another thing I wanted to mention, too. We were just talking about, like, there's a lot of freedom on this station for people like myself and others, but of course there are rules. Yes. And uh, some of them are station rules, some of them are CRTC rules. Is that's there correct. a quick thing that you could just give us an overview on? Sure. Um, we, that's one of the first things. The, the first training session that people do when they come to volunteer is, is a session that deals with just that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, basically, uh, kind of your standard thing. I always address my, my new volunteers as, if you want to do something on the radio that you wouldn't do in front of your grandmother, then maybe readdress. Uh, for example, <laughs> I, I don't know what your grandmothers are like. My grandmother's pretty hip, but you don't swear in front of my grandmother. For for example, you don't tell dirty jokes in front of my grandmother. You don't uh, uh, make uh, comments about someone else's religion or their beliefs in front of my grandmother. Those kinds of things hold true. Um, I find most of the training sessions, it's common sense stuff. People are like, oh, of course. I always, I always sort of do like, so intuitively, what do you think are some things that you cannot do on the radio? And nine times out of ten, people are nailing every single one that we're about to talk about mm-hmm. in, in further detail. So, um, now, there are issues of language, I know, that, yeah. that aren't necessarily offensive in the overt sense, but you just don't use certain words at certain times of day on your show. Sure, yes. And it's kind of like television a bit, where uh, you can say certain things after 10 p.m. I don't know what their rules are. But so your grandmother goes to bed at what time? <laughs> 9.59. 9.59. <laughs> right. So 10 o'clock after your grandmother's in bed, we can say a few things. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I mean, uh, there is there's a rule there. Uh, it's between the hours of 6 a.m. and 9 p.m. We have to refrain from from songs and content with explicit content. But uh, a lot of humor, you know, will cross those lines because sure. it is humor, mm-hmm. and it addresses those issues, not in a personal sense, but... Right. In a, sometimes an overly blunt sense, shall we say? I think from a music standpoint too, it's 
it's kind of lazy, you know, from the artist's perspective and from an announcer's perspective. Like, uh, maybe in 1995, it was avant-garde to have swearing in your hip-hop song. I think we've moved past that. Um, I always advise my announcers, like, find a different song, perhaps. We have 48,000 CDs at our disposal here. Uh, there's probably a different song that doesn't have swearing in it that still illustrates your point about the genre that you're trying to make. Um, for shock value, it, it just it's that's gone now. So That's an interesting comment you make, because uh, it's very similar to what I once heard Jerry Seinfeld say about comedy. He doesn't use bad words in any of his comedy. Right. Uh, even his stand-up routines. And he was asked about that once, I think on 60 Minutes or some show like that. And uh, he didn't say anything bad about the comedians that use bad words, just that he says, well, they just don't know their material well enough. You know, they it's true. They don't know how to tell that joke just right, pardon the pun, uh, <laughs> without having to use, uh, you know, some swear word to make their point, right. you know. But uh, certainly we don't have to do any swearing here, other than we want you to swear, to call 519-661-3600 to make a donation to the, par- to the, to the party we're having here, uh, to the station. And because uh, we are having a party here, it's kind of a very light day. And right now we're going to take another quick break. Believe it or not, it's already quarter to the hour. When we come back, we'll do a quick wrap-up summary, some things that are going to be happening with this very show on this very station. We'll be back right after this. Johnny Sunshine, I remember, yeah, it was Los Angeles in the late 60s, Johnny Sunshine boss Jack. Hey, you were, uh, you were very hot, man. Yeah. Something happened there, though. Station fired you for some reason. Well, I'll tell you something, baby. They all fire you sooner or later. Yeah, no, but this was something that you, uh, something you did. Yeah, well, we all do things, right? Uh-huh. That was something that you said. Yeah. Booger. What? I used the word booger on the air. That's right. Yeah. I was making about a hundred grand a year out there. Then one day I said booger. Bunch of bozos called the station. Next thing I know, I'm in Amarillo hosting a garden show. Mind if I get some coffee? No, help so. Radio 4. It's five past nine and nearly time for six past nine. Later on this evening it'll be 9.30 and at 10.10 we'll be joining BBC Two in time for 10.15. Those of you who missed 9.45 last week can see it again this Friday at a quarter to ten. Well now it's seven minutes to the little brown thing and time for good evening. Introduced as usual by, um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, you know, sort of great big bloke, you know, it loves, loves... And welcome back. You're listening to CHRW 94.9 FM, and this show is called Just Right. By the way, uh, all the clips you've been hearing so far are basically from two sources, WKRP in Cincinnati, the pilot episode, and all the other clips are, of course, from Monty Python, who is so well-known for their sense of humor. <laughs> and um, interesting. We're going to talk a little bit... Uh, boy, we've only got a few minutes uh, left. Um, Robert, I know you had some issues to bring up about the show itself because, um, you know, one of the improvements and upgrades we've done to this show is having Robert on as <laughs> our uh, as our co-host here. Now with 100% more Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to use that hey, on the internet. He's Robert. I'm Bob. Okay. <laughs> so uh, tell us a bit about some of the things you've got in mind there, Robert. We've been talking about it, well, I actually, know. Well, actually, yeah, but, uh, Bob. You and I have been uh, on the phone a lot recently about uh, the way we think that Just Right should be going, and not only on the radio, but uh, with the website, with video, um, and on the internet, and with text, and trying to do a... a multi-technical approach to being just right and moving in the right direction and and this show is actually probably the kernel around everything uh, around which everything yeah. else seems to to evolve because this is a pro- professionally produced um, radio show and um, it does have a, quite a value in and of itself which is another reason why you should donate and pledge to CHRW 519-661-3600 but um, uh, if, if people go to our website, especially within about um, three, four weeks from now, they'll start to see a new look with a with a blog. And uh, on that blog, you're going to get um, probably the text from a lot of our uh, shows um, based on cat- based on topics. Topics and categories, yeah. Yeah, not a lot of the banter that goes back and forth. There's no need to transcribe all that. But so <laughs> some of the stuff that we actually prepare at home uh, to, to mm-hmm. talk about some of the controversial issues like the anti-idling, the cell phone... Uh, privacy laws, things of that nature, will be there for argument and intellectual ammunition for people who want to take up the the task of uh, discussing these topics with uh, other people. And uh, not only that, it just um, a blog affords us the uh, the ability to have uh, uh, put our opinion out there uh, daily. If something happens on Sunday, it may be old news by Thursday's show, so we can actually put something on the blog on Monday and talk about it. Um, another thing is the video. We do have cameras here in the studio, and uh, what we're doing is uh, is editing them based on topics and going to be putting that up on YouTube. Uh, there's already one up there right now and uh, more to follow. And also they'll be on the website as well, justrightmedia.org. Mm-hmm. Org. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in the future, uh, we always we're always uh, thinking about new and novel topics and issues to discuss because this is a quite a potpourri of a show. And that doesn't we just have a constant a, theme, but not a constant topic. That's right, a yeah. constant philosophy uh, of how we should approach issues and, and topics. But sometimes you get into topics uh, which are actually I find very interesting. For example, uh, how many extra ter- extra solar planets there are. Or the, yeah, the did a whole show on that. Yeah. yeah, I love that show. And that, those kinds of things really stick in my mind. And I like to see shows... Hey, uh, we're over 400 now. When I yes. did the show, we were only at 350 planets discovered outside our solar system, and now it's already over 400. It's absolutely <laughs> That amazing. was just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've only just started looking for yeah. these things, yeah. Mm-hmm. So some of the topics that I've been thinking about for the future uh, run the gamut from, of course, we'll still be talking about the old global warming thing and, and perhaps terrorism and that. No, that's not going to go away. But things like uh, Shakespeare. I, I'm putting together something to talk about Shakespeare and another odd one is uh, vampirism, believe it or not, hmm. and why it's just, not, it just does not seem to die. Mm-hmm. The pun. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put a stake through the heart of vampirism. It's just a popular popular thing that's in our, in our culture today. And I'd like to talk about those kinds of things. Not only that, um, I don't know if people realize, but uh, you and, and I both have been out there public speaking. Uh, we've been at this for a number of years, not just on the radio, but uh, through other venues. And, of course, uh, you've been a, an elected official in the city twice. Oh, yeah. London Board of yeah. Education. Trustee. Six years on the Board yeah. of Educations. And so I've been out there public speaking as well, politically and, and part of the board. And, and you yourself have been in the high schools here in London and, mm-hmm. abroad, and, and elsewhere talking to students about issues of the day because you've actually been invited in the classrooms. And that's another thing is that now as a member of Just Right, uh, the two of us, 
uh, we're out there and we're, we're talking to so if, if there's any high school students out there who want to talk to Bob or myself we're both of us together we can go to a high school well, and talk the great about thing some of these issues you know the great thing about that too is and and listeners to this show already know this because I've all, also appear on other television shows I go to Burlington regularly to appear, appear on CTS on a, on, a, on a show with Christine Williams there. And uh, they love it when we use a lot of the clips from their show and in- integrate them into this show. And sure. we'll bring the topics in. And we can probably do the same thing with live, um, you know, sp- speaking at, at high schools and things like that and bring in issues and other people. And as as you were saying, Michael, this, uh, this university is just a source of people mm. in terms of people to have on the show for guests and things like that. Definitely. And that's something we want to do a bit more of in the future as well. Eh, we have a list of guests that we've had in the past, oh. and actually the list is amazing. I'm surprised. Some, some I of couldn't go are, through it all. It's right here, two pages, right? Some of these people have not been on other radio shows, and yet they are experts in their field. True, and some of them are difficult to get, I understand. Uh, we've had Salim Mansour on the show twice mm. here. He's mm. a professor mm-hmm. at the University of Rights for the Toronto Sun. Apparently, he's a hard guy to get on other talk shows because he's so busy here at the university. And, right. and so when you're right here in that environment, you're not taking that much of these folks' time. you know. And it's, or say someone like Professor Christopher Essex, who was on about... Um, uh, global warming and issues like that. And we've been very uh, fortunate in a number of the other uh, people that we've had on the show. And that's one thing I found as a volunteer being on the show. It opens a lot of doors for me. Sure does. Um, it, the media itself is interested in the media. And that's always a fascinating phenomenon, of, you know, on its own. And I find that if I call somebody up at the National Post who might not otherwise give me the time of day, I say, hey, you want to be a guest on my radio show? Hey, they want to talk to you. <laughs> I can't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anything else top of your mind there on that, Robert? Or well, there's only one other. We've item, got about I guess, three minutes uh, left of the show. I can't believe it. But. There's only one other item shortly before you wrap up, Ab, and that is the fact that we're starting now to get into the video a lot more. And uh, I suspect within the next few months, perhaps uh, maybe a little longer, six months or so, we're going to be putting together our own sort of video productions based on topics and issues of the day and then putting those on our site and YouTube for people to have a look at and and uh, just get the the ideas out there, the discussion out there going for, in a direction that not a lot of shows go in. And, of course, that's just the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with all the, the Internet coming on, you know, there was always a great fear, especially among the Internet users, that traditional media would resist it and try to fight it and not be part of it. And that hasn't really happened. It's gone the other way, hasn't it, Michael? Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, you, you, have to be, you have to be on that, that wagon for sure. I mean, uh, I look at newspapers who are sort of, sort of like, oh, I don't know about this Internet thing, and, and, and they, they didn't seem to embrace it like, like you described, but uh, CTRW was, was one of the first stations in Canada to, to stream live on, on the Internet. Uh, very, very small stream at first. I think it I kicked you off after, if you were the 11th user. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I remember those days. <laughs> oh, I, I shouldn't even say this out loud, but I'm still on dial-up. Yes, I know. <laughs> and Robert knows all about it. <laughs> exactly. But you have to jump on board. I mean, there's there's just so many uh, so many more, uh, more other avenues that that uh, traditional media can access through through the internet. I mean, we stream live. We're going to have live content on on the website. We're, we're talking about a, a second stream for, for maybe sportscasts and stuff like that of having a, like a second uh, CW stream on the internet. Like, it's, it's great technology and it's only expanding, so you have to get on there. And, and Alex, I imagine that all applies double for you, or are you in a different 
area in that regard? Or no, I, uh, I think the, no, I think the internet's really helpful in terms of getting the music out and uh, you know that exposure to local bands and stuff. And you know, I've seen wonders done to local bands who go out on tour, and you know, all of a sudden these people, you're in Vancouver, they're singing along to your songs, and you're like, what the heck? We just released our album one week ago. Um, so it's it's awesome. It's awesome to get that following. Um, so when you go out on tour, you're out there and you've got this immediate support already uh, established. So th- th- you know, that's, that's actually a fascinating thing, too. So I've, I've got to assume that because of the Internet, um, would you say that CHRW has a broader following? Or mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, it has Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When we look at our, uh, our uh, sort of our, our, uh, Google? Stat, our Google stats, yeah, the analytics, see, like you get to see, like, for example, something really popular like a Mustangs football game. Uh, you sort of like, okay, we're at a certain me- measure of listeners, and then boom, the football game goes on, there's a, there's a spike in internet usage um, uh, from around the world. And when some of our cultural shows are on, mm-hmm. uh, you're just like, wow, well, all of a sudden we have all these listeners from Portugal listening in, well, right? You know, and uh, it's amazing how many people from around the world listen to this show, because I get the mail directly through our, uh, you know, the, 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 the email for this show. But... Um, Another interesting thing I found in the news, what a time to bring it up, but you know, about three times as many people listen to radio as has been previously believed because hmm. the BBMs they find out are completely wrong. Oh, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. And uh, I got an article here and they've suddenly, they've got a new technology that apparently is going to change radio dramatically because they, they know exactly how many people are listening when and where because of all these new gadgets. Right. And what they have found is all the numbers are three times and greater than wow. what they had previously known. So there you go, folks. Radio is not dying. Radio is very much alive. Mm. Um, I love the media. It's it's um, it's a media you can carry with you, and you can listen to it hands-free in your car. <laughs> hands-free radio. <laughs> hands-free radio. Keep your hand off that dial and keep it stuck there on CHRW, and make sure, again, you dial 519-681-3999 to make that donation. 661. 661, sorry. Was what that your phone number? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> I'm not even so going to repeat it. 661-3600. Six, 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 you know, I, I was almost singing that the other day. 661-3600. Six, six, Anyways, uh, show's over. I think we've got to head out of here right now. Thanks for joining us, Thanks both for of you. Us. And we'll have to do this Thank again you. sometime. Yeah. I learned more about radio and what's going on around the station in this past hour. More in this hour than I learned in the past three years coming in. Isn't that amazing? Thank you. And we hope you at home did as well. Well, Robert... That's it for this week. Again, we have no idea what we're going to be doing next week, eh? But I'll be looking forward to it, no matter. Always, because we never really know. We, we, you know, the one or two times I've said we're going to do X next week, we did do X, but not next week. Maybe a week or two later, because right. things always happen in, in live radio. So that's it for us this week. We've got to head out of here. We hope again that you will join us again next week on our journey in the right direction. Until then, you know what to do. Call the station, make that donation. See you next week. Color it to black and white Under the bedclothes Everything will be alright uh, one, summer, one summer growing up in the, uh, in the States My dad decided instead of visiting relatives We're going to drive cross country to California Six of us One Buick Two months Windows rolled up, dad smoking 12 packs a day Us kids were in the backseat Sucking on the inflatable toys for oxygen <laughs> We got out of the car in L.A. Our first thought, clean air. <laughs> We're the only kids to have to wear the nicotine patch to come down from summer vacation. One for nicotine stains, we wouldn't have had a tan. 4,000 miles into the trip, Dad realizes he's smoking us out, so he puts up the Pioneer freshener. <laughs> right now, our 
car smells like a forest fire. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, you guys. Have a rest of the show.